Welcome to episode 16 of Topper Talk, brought to you by the College I Tear Sports staff. I'm your host, sports editor Nick Keiser. Today I'm joined in student publications by men's basketball beat reporter Caden Gaylord and women's basketball beat reporter Drew Tennis, who covers the Lady Toppers. So, this time we're in the office and I'm excited to be here. It's our first production day uh, of 2021. Uh, you can kiss 2020 goodbye. Uh, I definitely was over that year and I am sure that most people are as well. So without any further ado, finally we get to sit here in person and record. It's nice to see you guys. So with that being said, you know, today's Monday and we're on a holiday. There's no classes. So are you guys ready for these classes, Caden? For me personally, um, all my classes are Tuesday and Thursday. So I'm actually okay with that. I don't like going to class on Fridays and I definitely don't like waking up on Mondays. So I, whatever happens this semester, I will be perfectly okay with it. I think it's more or less just going to be, you have to field your schedule as it comes. The first week will be sort of easy, syllabus week and whatnot. So, hey, it is what it is. But Drew, how about you over here? I mean, I'm ready. Uh, I think that I'll have a, I'll have a pretty good semester. My classes are pretty easy, so. Gotcha. Well, we're excited to have you here for the 16th installment of Topper Talk on a much different uh, sounding studio uh, microphone this time for what we have available to us. But it's nice to sit here with my beat reporters and just to keep the show flowing, we're gonna hand it off here to uh, Caden and talk about some Hilltopper basketball. We just ended our second, or I think it's our third Conference USA series of the season. Uh, the Hilltoppers got their first sweep against Marshall. They, they had a home and home series and. Uh, once again, Charles Bassey goes off, but uh, without any further ado, I'm going to let Caden take care of talking about the Hilltopper basketball team. Yeah, man, the Hilltoppers, they'll be heading back out on the road this weekend to face another rival, 100 miles of hate rival, MTSU, Middle Tennessee State, um, on Saturday and Sunday this time instead of Friday and Saturday. But uh, tip-off for Saturday is at 4 o'clock, and tip-off on Sunday is 1 o'clock. Well, it's looking good, and the plan this weekend is – I'm going to try to head down to Murfreesboro and uh, watch the Hilltoppers, you know, probably get their second sweep. You would think that with them playing against MTSU, um, you know, they will probably take advantage of having size over them. You know, that's something Caden wrote about yesterday in our Gamer story and probably mentioned it in our print edition as well. That, that's going to be out on uh, on the 19th. So that'll be nice. Um, and, you know, honestly, just reading into it just a little bit, you know, we've really already touched on MTSU a lot earlier than we usually would be, but Caden, just sort of give me your first impressions about this matchup that's coming up this weekend. Well, first I just want to say is it was great to see um, Josh Anderson and Carson Williams step up uh, this past weekend. Um, Josh scoring 22 points in game one, and then Carson, you know, having a sort of a uh, resurgence game in game two. Uh, putting up 16 points on 6 of 11 shooting uh, and hitting threes. You know, the the big men led the team in threes uh, in game two. So that was really nice to see to, you know, for them to be able to spread out the floor more because when they've been playing these teams, teams have been able to shrink and just, you know, keep Charles from dominating like he has these past couple of games. But now that they're hitting their shots, you know, they, they can't do that no more. They got to be, they got to go out to the perimeter. So, but um, it's nice to see Josh and Carson step up. Um, Tavion Hollingsworth's on a little slump right now, you know, but uh, he went 0 for 5, I believe, in the first half in game two. 
But, you know, he came back in the second half, you know, had a few runners, a little floaters. And, uh, you know, you can never you can never count him out. He's always going to shoot. He's never going to stop shooting. You know, he, he doesn't let it get to him. So I, I think that's really nice to see. Um, of course, Charles Bassey dominating once again. Uh, he earned his fifth CUSA Player of the Week award today. Um, he set a new career high for rebounds in game one with 19 rebounds. I jokingly said before the game that Charles was going to get 20 and 20, and he almost did. So uh, he had 21 points and 19 rebounds. So I was really close. Usually I'm always right. But, um, but yeah, man, I could see something similar happen again, uh, happening again against MT, MTSU. Um, their leading rebounder is 6'6". I mean, there's really nobody that they have that can match up. Now, they have boys that are like Carson, you know, shorter, but bigger. They have a guy who's, I think, 6'7", 245 on the team. So if you want to throw that Charles away, you can, but that's still I don't think it'll make a big difference when uh, keeping him off the boards. But, um, yeah, I could totally see him having another 20 and 10, 20 and 15 game happening this weekend. Um, hopefully Carson can keep the momentum going and, you know, provide where he needs to be. You see he was dominating when him and Charles weren't on the floor always at the same time. So, you know, if we're trying to conserve Charles, you know, he came back from injury like a week or two ago, like he's been feeling hurt. Uh, if we're trying to conserve him, you play Carson in there more without Charles and uh, see what he see what he can do. I mean, we saw last year, you know, he would dominate when Charles got hurt. But um, yeah, man, so it's going to be – I think it's going to be another sweep, another good week for WKU Hilltoppers. And, yeah, man, again, tip-off is on Saturday at 4 and Sunday at 1. Well, there you have it. So there's the rundown from Caden. It's good to hear about some Hilltopper basketball. And, yes, it's huge that Charles gets that other Player of the Week award. You know, that's two weeks in a row uh, just for record-keeping sake, uh, you know. We always have been saying, and I told Caden earlier today, we say big man a lot in our in our uh, pieces, in our writing. And so, you know, that's all he is, and he's the biggest threat. You know, we're five days away from the next game, and it's going to be nice seeing them back on the road. And just for um, clarity's sake for our listeners, the Hilltoppers this season are 11-4. and four. They're 4-2 four and two in conference play. At home, they're 6-1, and one, and on the road, they're 3-2. and two. And so um, they're starting off great. They're on a really good start, and – you know, I'm really proud of how they've played. And honestly, they made huge improvements from when they played Law Tech. And uh, this wasn't something that we wrote, but, you know, I really believe that once they had that experience, you know, against Law Tech, against a team that was pretty evenly matched that weekend, you know, they go to overtime against a team almost. Um, you know, it was huge that they got one against Law Tech because if they hadn't, you know, they would be behind in that Conference USA standings right now. Um, and they're a very powerful team. But, you know, I, I read into the Marshall series as a momentum catcher. Uh, and one thing that was insane was at the very end of the game, and Caden, you worded it much better uh, than I could have, but walk us through the very end of the second game yesterday against Marshall because that was a huge series of events. And even Todd Stewart tweeted out a couple hours ago about that call. Yeah, so... WKU was up by three. Uh, Jordan Rawls, I believe, hit both free throws on the other end. And Marshall got to the free throw line uh, down three. So they hit the first free throw. So what do you do? You intentionally miss the second one to get a chance to put 
um, the ball back in the loop. So they intentionally missed the second one. Charles Bassey and uh, Marshall's big man, his name is slipping my mind, but they both went for the ball and the ball went out of bounds. So obviously you go to review who it went off of. The review clearly showed that the ball went off of Marshall's guy. Clearly, you can see it go off of his hand. Charles was nowhere near the ball. And yet the referee still favored Marshall. They still gave Marshall the ball back. And, you know, you know it was a bad call when the whole team is talking about it in the press conference. I mean, Rick mentioned it and Charles mentioned it to us. And they didn't get an explanation for it either. So Marshall had a chance to win the game, essentially, with three seconds left. And luckily, ball don't lie, and they missed. So, But that could have been, you know, a major, major, major um, turning point in the game, like in their season, if they they lost that game due to a blown call by the referees, which clearly it should have been WKU's ball. And, you know, they – you know it's bad when the whole conference, you know, uh, the conference uh, officials – uh, sent out a release and saying we got it wrong and it should have been Western's ball. So that's that's how you know how bad it was. But it was blatant, 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 blatantly WKU's ball, and uh, it could have turned out terribly. But luckily, like I said, ball does not lie, and uh, WKU pulled out the win. It was definitely a, a crazy turn of events towards the end there. Even watching it on CBS on my laptop, I was like, yeah, that's technically going to be WKU's ball. Like there was no shadow of a doubt um that that was going to happen so it's huge to hear that the hilltoppers are doing super well right now um i'm super happy that they are in the middle of a winning streak they got a sweep they brought out the brooms and hopefully they do again this weekend and i think they're more than poised to get that done so we're going to go ahead and turn it over to my man mr drew tennis to talk about the lady topper basketball team without any further ado so drew Let's uh, kick it off talking about how they did in their last series. You know, both programs played against Marshall, but, you know, they weren't on the road. They played at home in Diddle Arena. You got to go to that game on Sunday. So walk me through that series. So the series started out in on Thursday, and we were playing in West Virginia. And it was kind of the probably the mo- most positive part of that game was Raneem's return to the team. Um, we found out a couple game, a couple minutes before tip-off that Raneem was going to make an appearance. Um, whether it be on the court, we didn't really know at the time, but she did end up playing, and she dropped 17 points, That was which is the highest for the team. And then um, they, they still ended up losing. The team actually went on, uh, at the beginning of that game, Marshall went on a 13-2 run, and it was really, really difficult for Western Western Kentucky to come back from that. Um, even they, they did make a couple of runs to try to come back, but it just it, nothing was connecting. They couldn't get in, get uh, get ahead of Marshall. Um, so on Sunday, uh, Renee made her debut back in Diddle um, since uh, you know last season, and she played really well. She scored like twenty points. I think she had five rebounds, and uh, Merrill also did really well. She scored sixteen points, I believe. And both those players really were important to Western Kentucky's offense. Um, just throughout the game, if they weren't there, Western Kentucky wouldn't have been able to top Marshall. Um, the Western Kentucky, uh, they, they, um, more or less, I think what Drew's trying to talk about is they were down. Sorry. 
they they came back and they were able to fight out of you know a bad start to their season. Uh, I think that's really the the whole gist of this past series was huge for them. You know, it was very hard. You know, Drew, your first game was covering when they were on the road at UT Knoxville. I think that that was you know they played a lot of games that were sort of like they set the tone for the season, and I think that's really huge that they were able to get that done. So. Uh, you know, they didn't get to play conference play until, you know, January 8th. And they didn't get to play uh, at home until, hey, January 17th. And that just happened on Sunday yesterday. So it's really tough that they've had a weird stretch of playing games at weird times. Unlike the men's team, they've not been able to play consistently. They've not had back-to-back days or they've not really had these, you know, hey, we're going to play one game on like a Tuesday, and then we're going to play on like a weekend. You know, they they weren't able to do that. They had their non-conference games. Um, You know, I think one character defining win for them as far as confidence goes was was against Bellarmine. And Bellarmine was, you know, a new team to D1, and WKU took advantage of that. They won 82-49, to and that was nice. And, you know, you you touched on having Raneem back, and that's, that's so huge to have her back. And you know, she's good. She's dominant. Her very first game back, double-double. And she's going to continue to do those things. And so it's good to hear from them. Uh, it's good to hear from Drew talking about that as well. You know, this is Drew's second appearance on the pod and second all-time. So it's nice to have him come on and just talk some sports with us and more specifically his beat. So that's nice. And so, Drew, honestly, man, we got a really tough matchup this weekend. So kind of walk me through what you know about this coming weekend. Uh, yeah, so... Western Kentucky is hosting Middle Tennessee at home. Um, And the thing with Middle Tennessee is they have Anastasia Hayes, who is the number one scorer in the conference. She sits at the top of the conference with 28.3 points per game, I believe is the average. And uh, she's just going to be a really difficult player to stop. Um, She kind of carries their offense. And the team, I believe, is undefeated in conference play. And they, so they're going to be a really hard team to take down. And when I talked to the coach uh, last time, I asked him about the game. He was saying, you know, it's going to take probably more than one player to guard Anastasia Hayes. Uh, it's going to be really difficult. So it's definitely going to be a team effort. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm personally, I don't see, I don't see Western Kentucky taking either game. To be quite honest. Yeah, it's going to be a tough series. Um... I'm pulling up what Drew kind of talked about in in his article. And so, you know, he said that he spoke with Greg Collins and he was quoted very shortly on this, but he said it's going to take a team effort. I think it's very obvious. And so, you know, Coach has his show, you know, I think this evening to talk about probably this weekend's matchup. And so, uh, I mean, they have a huge brick wall to kind of go up against. And uh, Hayes, you know, Hayes is someone that is going to score points. You know, she... The most that she has scored is 35. And, you know, WKU is not as deep as it was last year, obviously, because you have some people graduate. And, you know, WKU does have six freshmen, uh, and that's huge. And so it'll be nice seeing them come out uh, and getting that experience to get them. And more importantly, it's at home. And so I think that's going to be huge for them down the stretch. And I think, you know, one thing I thought about was Renine's going to have to get her conditioning back to where she needs it. I don't know how she looked. Uh, Drew, you can give me some more insight if you want to about how she looked on the court uh, yesterday, but honestly, it's it, it's going to be huge. I think if they can steal a game from MTSU, you're looking at 
a Lady Topper basketball team that potentially could be, you know, two and, you know, maybe three and three and four in conference play. And for the kind of team that they are, that's fantastic, honestly. So, um, you know, I think we've touched on everything that we can about this team heading into, you know, playing the, the uh, Blue Raiders, uh, both programs re- respectively. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm going to throw back over here to Caden just really, really quick. Uh, wasn't expecting this last part, but I do want to touch on this because last time I had you guys, we did make some predictions. And so as far as this conference series goes this weekend, Drew kind of already gave me his. That's why I'm just going to ask my man Caden over here. But Caden, how do you think the Hilltoppers will fare against the Blue Raiders this weekend? Clean sweep. No doubt about it. If it's not a sweep, it's a disappointment. Uh, yeah, I see. Yeah, sweep. 10-plus points both games. That's what it should be. Well, you heard it here first, and I can most certainly agree with him, and I'm looking forward to it. And you know what? Stay uh, stay in touch with us as we continue to have your coverage from WKU uh, Herald Sports on Twitter. You can find uh, Caden at KGL3 on Twitter. Uh, Twitter. I think I might have butchered that, Caden. Underscore KLG3. Yeah, I was always forgetting that, just like Matthew and his one and his E with the tagline there. But, Drew, where can we find you on Twitter? It's going to be Drew underscore tennis. Okay. Well, that's it uh, from, you know, covering men's basketball and women's basketball. Uh, I'm your host, Nick Keiser, and uh, we'll get back at you next week when both programs will be playing up against Old Dominion. So have a great rest of the day, and uh, thanks for listening to Tua Talker Talk.